Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So today we are beginning our brand new series entitled Walk Freely. Imagine yourself just as you are, embracing the salvation that you receive from Christ. With all of the stuff that you have dealt with, all of the stuff that we talked about even in the last series, the baggage that you bring that you are relinquishing to God. And imagine yourself walking in an open field, fully confident in who God has called you to be. Despite the person that you see in the mirror, despite all this other stuff, that you are fully confident in who Christ has called you, what Christ says about you, what God says about you, what your purpose is in the earth. Imagine yourself being free, free from outside opinion, free from the pressures of life, how different would you live your life every day? That is basically the backdrop of what this series really is about. So when we think about freedom, we have to define it, right? So when we say walk freely, the connotation to that could really be, um, okay, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not talking about limitless, you know, doing whatever you want, that kind of thing. It, there's definitely a divine context. But we want to challenge you to think outside of your own mindset and to think more so in line with, if I am where God wants me to be in my life, that will be more liberating than me trying to walk this path on my own. There was an analogy that I kind of thought of that, that the Lord you know, gave me um, that I think will help us. When you think about the idea of freedom, you have to understand that freedom is not a feeling, it's a realization. Right. And the, the image that the Lord gave me was when you have an inmate or a person that's been in prison, right, or a person that's been uh, detained or locked up for some time. When it's time for them to be released and when it's time for them to get free, that pronouncement happens before they realize they are. OK, think about it like this. Prisoners in jail. But the governor that's above even the warden gets whatever notice they get to say this person will be set free. So in reality, the person in jail is free, but the word hasn't gotten to them yet. So this is the context of salvation. This and is that, the context. That's, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, no. but that's the premise of Juneteenth. I mean, we just celebrated yeah. Juneteenth. So you, you, I'm sure you know most of you know the concept or what, how that came about was because there were slaves, mm -hmm. and I believe Texas, that didn't know they were free. They, they had the freedom. It, right. it technically belonged to them. It, they, um, it was decreed, but they didn't possess it because they didn't have the knowledge of it. Right. So they weren't able to walk in it. Right, right. And that's the whole thing. Like, like the Bible tells us very clearly, it's for, it's for freedom's sake that Christ set us free. So it was the sake for us to not be bound by sin and death and all that stuff that comes with it which is a lot of stuff we dealt with last series. All of those feelings of heaviness, guilt, shame, all the other stuff that we wrestle with every day that disqualify us or will cause us to disqualify ourselves from fully embracing the love of God, from fully embracing the potential that God has something better for you, 
All those things are attached to the burden of sin and death, right? But Jesus died so that you might be free. So then what does freedom mean? We know that in our minds. We say it. We hear it. But few, very few people actually walk in it. And this is why I think this is such a breakthrough topic to focus on and to really meditate on because a lot of us are living way beneath our privilege of embracing the freedom that has actually been bought for us already, right? So going back to that prisoner, it's kind of like there's a process, right? That freedom is first pronounced. So it's pronounced by that governor. It's pronounced by that person that has the authority to do it. See, like, and this is, this is, this is why I think focusing on like the things where uh, a lot of times last series we spoke about things that we put in the way, that we exalt and put in the way of God's forgiveness or God's love or God's compassion towards us. So we say we're not good enough. So we exalt our own authority above what God is saying. Mm -hmm. But the way the concept of freedom works with God is God, who is the supreme authority, pronounces you to be free. And what that means that through Christ, you have an opportunity to embrace a life that is beyond the life that you're living. It's a supernatural life that you're called to. There's a life that gives you an opportunity to be a blessing, that gives you a lot, an opportunity to overcome your past, that gives you an, a fresh start. Every day, new mercies. Every morning, you start fresh every day with God. So, but this, the, the, the whole thing is, this, it doesn't always feel that way. So the reason why the image with the prisoner was profound is because the prisoner is free, but his, his environment is the same, right? The moment that he's declared free, outside of the prison, up in the higher up, you know, in the governor's right. office, right. his situation is still representative of bondage. Mm -hmm. He is, his, he don't feel no better. He doesn't know anything. Maybe he doesn't know what kind of attorney he has, if the things are, you know, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. the process is. But there's a level of his reality and his feelings. There's a temptation to cause that dictate hopelessness, right? When you come into the knowledge of Christ, you are declared, it's pronounced, you are pronounced free by God himself. So that's free from all the baggage, free from all the bondage, free from all the stuff that you've been wrestling with, free from your past life, free. Fresh start, forgiven, clean slate, right? So when we bring our baggage into a situation, and carry it long term when we're in our relationship with God, that's not God's fault, that's ours. It's our fault if we don't, as we're walking with God, just relinquish things that would like, like you said last week, the, the, the sin that so easily besets, besets us. So those things that so easily encumber us, yeah. those things that we struggle with, that's easy for us to get into. When God sets you free, when God allows you to see him and see his love and embrace that and feel that and feel that acceptance. And sometimes that acceptance comes from a community like this that's reminding you, hey, listen, this is what God looks like. This is what God is saying. This is how God feels about you. This is how, how relevant your past is. It's not. Your past was just a tool to get you to where God wants you to be. No more, no less. That's what it was. Let things go. And doing the work with God to allow him to set you free in your mind and in your heart, that's, that's, that's what this relationship mm -hmm. is about. And that's the crux of this series. Freedom is not a feeling. 
Freedom is not a feeling. It's an acknowledgement. It's an, it's an accepted reality. It's the truth. Doesn't matter what cell you're in in your life. It's the truth. So now what does that, what does that look like? See, because first there's the pronouncement, right? Then after the pronouncement is made, the word comes down from the governor and gets down to the warden. Now the warden is your authority in the prison, right? So now the word starts coming closer to you. But the reality is you were free before moment, you got the word. Right, from the moment of decree. So you see, and, I, and I, hope, I, hope, I hope this is making sense to us that, that, you know, everything is not perfect. Everything is not lining up. You know, there's some things that we're still wrestling with. There's some st things that we're still struggling with. And the, the manifestation of this freedom that we're talking about, the fruit of your walk with God, the fruit of your um, dedication and commitment to now to God, like I'm going to change my life. I'm not living for me anymore. I'm going to live to please God. Right. But you still feel the same. Like you, you, your situation is still the same, things still the same. But as you walk into that assurance, the fact that this is what salvation means, this is what this walk with God means. Once you move into that, you'll start to see the feedback of that reality become relevant in your life. And this is, I think, this is the problem, and this is where a lot of us struggle. Once it's acknowledged and pronounced to you, okay, you're free. That's when we have that inner struggle with ourselves. Right. Because now you start thinking, depending on what you did that caused you to go to jail, depending on what you did that got you in the situation. Now you start to say, well, how is it possible that I can be free after what I've done? And now we go back into that whole like we talked about before, condemnation, uh, but I'm not. Uh, but how and then we can't walk fully and embrace this new reality that's being presented to us because we're so stuck in where we were. So now imagine I want you and I want you to see this. The, the warden comes down and it tells the correction officer that's in charge of your your block. Hey, listen, go tell this person that they're free. Get their stuff and let's get ready to go. And you don't expect it. You're coming down to they come down to your cell and they tell you, listen, time for you to go pack it up. All of a sudden, just like that, boom, your reality changed. And now you're no longer what you were. Your new day started now. But see, the thing is, a lot of times we feel like even when we're walking with God, we feel like we got to catch up, right? Like, like this, like we're behind and we got to catch up and we don't really embrace a fresh start, embrace the new life that God, we don't go into it fully. Like we don't fully walk into it, fully open up ourselves unencumbered by what people may think about us. I'm encumbered by what our previous reputation was mm -hmm. or whatever the lat or our life was before. And the calling that God is calling us all to is, if you are committing yourself to me, fully embrace it because it's a brand new start, legit. And the start started before you realized it because you were free before the correction officer came to you. The correction officer is just a messenger. He's not your authority. Right. Not the real authority. So I, I, I think about, I, in, in terms of like relating it to you know, us and God, mm -hmm. you know, the warden decreeing it is basically, you know, Christ coming down, dying and, you know, shedding his blood. That that was the decree. Once he did that and accomplished that work, your freedom was set mm -hmm. in stone. Like there mm -hmm. is no that's it that he 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 is was 
uh, the propitiation for sin, yeah. right? So he basically bought your freedom. Right. The warden would be uh, the messengers coming and telling you, listen, this is the freedom you have now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so that was, the first one was the governor. The governor was like, right, the gov right. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, you know, like just bringing it home to where we are, like, we have the freedom. It was set in stone when Christ right. died. Right. But now it takes somebody coming and letting you know, listen, you like this, you, you know, you have freedom, right? Yeah. And this is what we're telling you, everyone who's listening right now. If you are in Christ, you're free. You're free from your past. You're free. And that doesn't matter. It's not a feeling, right? So you can still be struggling. But the reality of the situation is you're free. Now, this series is about how do you walk into that? But how do you walk that out every day? When you don't feel it, you still walk it, right? So that, that's the power of that. So, so there's a part of you um, receiving that word and then now beginning to profess it yourself, right? So now you don't call yourself an inmate no more. You call yourself a citizen. You, you embrace the reality that I'm not who I was. I'm who God says I am. And it sounds easy, it sounds simple, but you would be surprised how many of us who have been in relationship with God and church and done the whole thing, born and raised in it, breathing it, you know, eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, have not embraced the fullness of what it really means to belong to the Lord. What it really means to be free in Christ. It's surprising, but we hope that something is said in the next few weeks that would help to encourage us to walk into this even more. There's a couple of scriptures that I want to kind of premise it today. And this is 2 Corinthians 5 and verses 15 through 17. And this is where we're going to be today. And we're going to just chew on this for a little bit and, um, and walk into how uh, we can set the stage for what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. Okay. So this is the Amplified Bible. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you want to read it? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. And he died for all so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Okay. So let's, why, why don't we look at that in the uh, easy read translation? Because I know that that kind of was a lot. A mouthful. Yeah, yeah, it was a mouthful. I encourage you to, to save this scripture. Um, it's definitely a reminder. And I think this will be the backbone of this series. And um, that the reality is that when you're in Christ, you're already new. But there's a few words here that cause us to really, uh, cause the scripture to really jump off the page. And that you must first see that and acknowledge that in order for you to walk into that reality in your everyday life. Right. So. Yeah. So this is in the easy to read. Yeah, um, 2 script, Corinthians yeah. 5, 
uh, starting at the 15th verse. He died for all so that those who live would not continue to live for themselves. He died for them and was raised from death so that they would live for him. From this time on, we don't think of anyone as the world thinks of people. It is true that in the past we thought of Christ as the world thinks, but we don't think that way now. When anyone is in Christ, it is a whole new world. Yeah. Okay. That's the Bible. That's the word. Okay. So, so in order for us to qualify for this, and I believe we've made it clear, but we'll say it again, is you must be in Christ. Okay. There is no freedom. And the freedom that we're talking about, like that inner freedom, right? This is not an outward thing. This is an inner walk. This is an inner revelation of confidence in your relationship with God and your security of your soul. That when it's all said and done, I'm going to be with God. And I'm living for God. I'm not living for myself. I'm living for God. I've made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Right? Now what's next? What happens after that? What happens after we have made that decision? The calling then is to walk freely. How do we do that? Now that we have embraced Christ. The first thing we must do is acknowledge that, that my relationship with Christ sets me on a course for newness. Behold, all things have become new. See, that's not like it's changing. That's not like things are getting ready to get better for you. The reality is they're already better. It's already new, but we must acknowledge that because the Bible says so. So the first way we acknowledge it is first, what God does is he starts changing our perception, right? He starts changing how we see God and how we see each other. And that's what this verse, first verse is saying, that first realizing that Jesus didn't just die for me, he died for everybody. So that we may no longer live to please ourselves, but we are pleasing him. Like my goal is to please the Lord. When my goal is pleasing the Lord, that changes my perception from how I see people. So the next verse is talking about judging people according to the flesh. Like I no longer see people like I used to see them. Like now I'm starting to see people's spiritual value. Now I'm starting to see people outside of natural senses. Now I'm starting to see people for what they can be for God, right? Because now my whole perception changes because my whole world changed because of a decision that I made to follow Jesus, right? So now we can see how the dynamic of us not really living into this and how this can be detrimental to us, right? The challenge for us is to allow ourselves to see the newness of the world and the newness that God is calling us to beyond the familiar of our past, right? Now, this is what's crazy, right? A lot of us have been living in our past longer than we've been living in our present. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for you to think old ways mm -hmm. and it's more convenient. It just, it just happens. Like it just, it just becomes an assumption. We, we, just, we just live into our, our, our pain. We live into those things. And for some of us, rightfully so, we've been through some crazy stuff in our life and it just seems like one thing after the other has happened to us to cause us to just expect bad things. But if any man be in Christ, he is new and so is his world.
Now, the question is if, right? Like, like so if any man be in Christ. So it, it's the, the, the way that you can look at that two ways. You can look at that in a way that's more negative and questioning whether you are in Christ, or you can look at it like, I know I'm in Christ, so therefore I'm new and everything else is new. So I'm going to keep declaring that and walking in that until I start to see it. Because the reality is I'm new and everything else is new. So if I'm new, everything else is new, I got to surrender my senses, my eyesight, my hearing, my mindset over to the possibility that what I'm going to see is actually going to be new. So I'm going to make a decision to not see people the way I used to see them. And this is how we can move into forgiveness. This is how we can move into doing those things that we never could have done mm -hmm. in our own power before because we needed God to reprogram our mind to cause us to see things his way. And that's what this basically means. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the writer here takes it even further. Paul, he takes it even further and he says, I don't even see Jesus the same as I did before I embraced him. Now, this is crazy right here, right? Because everybody can, most people can say, especially in this country, that they have heard about Jesus. Right. You've seen the movies, you've heard about Jesus. You've seen him as the man. Right. And, and oftentimes people have experienced before you come to a personal revelation of who he is, you've experienced him through the lens of other people. Absolutely. So their experience with him or with religion, I won't even say him. Yeah. Because if you encounter the true and living God, like if you encounter Christ, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, yeah. you know, see it through any other lens other yeah. than him. Yeah. And his... Pureness, I should say. I mean, just his love for you is, is just right. unfathomable. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. But I was going to say, a lot of times, the way the world has has painted him, you know, you, you experience him through uh, religion, mm -hmm. through, you know, other people's ideas yeah. or perceptions. And it's only until you cross over and experience him yourself mm -hmm. that you can get a clear it's like, you know, wearing glasses that are, yeah. you know, sort of um, like blurry, blurry. Yeah. And it's only until you clean the lens yeah. and really or a better example would be putting on someone else's prescriptions. And then when you go to the doctor and get your own glasses, mm -hmm. then you see things so much more clearer. It's like, why was I ever wearing anybody right. else's? Right. Yeah. Like, why would I go to CVS to buy reading glasses when I can go to the doctor and get ones especially for me? Tell so me. I can yeah. see the world exactly how it was intended for my my eyeballs, my yeah. lens to see. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's it. Absolutely, that reminds me of when I got glasses. Mm -hmm. for, so I used to wear glasses when I was really young, right? And um, I began to start looking like Steve Urkel as I got older with the lenses that I had. So <laughs> I said, you know what? I have to do something about this. So I'm gonna not wear them anymore. And I mean, it, I was growing too, so it was kind of like, you know, my eyes kind of adjusted where it wasn't really that serious. And until I started to get older, older, and I'm like, hold on a second, let me just be honest with myself. I can't see that. Like that's blurry, that's far, it's getting, it's getting crazy. And I remember I went to the eye doctor and you know, they put the big thing on your eyes and they saying, is this good, is that good, is this good and that good? And when they finally got to my match, I'm like, everything is in HD right now. Is this how everybody else sees? Like, why was I not, what, what was I doing? Trying to be cool? No, man. <laughs> Put the glasses on, bro. You can't see, man. Right. So it wasn't until I, I, I put the glasses on and, and I got my prescription and, and, you know, started to really see things for what it was.
there was less tension headaches. There was, it just it changed my whole outlook. It changed everything. And now I'm able to appreciate, watch this, what was always there. And that's what that's the, the opportunity for freedom is always there for us. And it's not like you got to go back and get it. It's waiting for you to walk in and embrace. But it starts with a changing of your perception. It's, it's allowing God to open up your senses and your eyesight to be able to see what really is important to see. So your image about people will change. And most of all, your image about Christ will change. Paul is saying, I'm not looking at Christ. I don't estimate or regard Christ from a human point of view as a man anymore. Because my knowledge of him has grown that I can see him deeper than how everybody else has seen him. Or how he's presented to me. See, and, that, and that's, that's what's important about community, uh, Bible study, prayer, saying around people who are trying to grow in grace and grow in the knowledge of, of, of Christ. Because the more you know about Jesus, the more you learn about God, the better you're going to see him. And the more you're going to see how much he wants to be involved in your life and how precisely your path has been laid out for you. Right? The Bible says, a good steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, right? That means they already, they, they're mapped out. He's mm -hmm. got your life mapped out for you. And all this work that we're doing to try to figure out our life, what we need to do and all this other stuff, it'd be a lot easier if we learn how to just rely and trust and get to know the Lord so that he can reveal it to us and take a lot of the work and the burden and the failures and all these other things that we wrestle with to be able to walk forward with God. So mm -hmm. getting to know the Lord, and the more I get to know him, the better my viewpoint on life and on him will be. Then it says, therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation altogether. And I think right there is where we need to just like kind of meditate a little bit. Like, what does it mean to be a completely new creation mm. right not not just like changing your clothes right like not like a new outfit <laughs> you know what i mean like like it's not it's not like a makeover <laughs> right like oh man look at this wow you don't look like yourself no it's a you're a new self and you're a new self and then your world is new mm -hmm. that's that's liberating like a lot of us we messed up in our lives man let's just be honest we made mistakes. We did stuff that we cannot fix. Let's be straight up. There's stuff in our past. There's stuff that we thought in our minds. Even if you didn't act it out, there's some stuff that we've done in our minds that if people's perception of you would be crazy, like mad different, if they seen the stuff that you have done to people in your mind. Let's, right. just, be, let's just be honest. I, I was going to say, like, relationships, some, some, some relationships under normal circumstances would be irreparable. Yeah. But like the, the scripture said, taking every your whole world and making it new would also include those relationships. And even if that particular relationship is not where, you know, it can never get back to where it was, allowing God to make it over so that mm -hmm. that type of relationship mm -hmm. is renewed. So even mm -hmm. if it's not with that person, right. that type of relationship, mm -hmm. that bond or that, that connection, he makes new so that he, he'll let him provide a completely new in some cases, person. Yeah, I mean, how many of how many of us have been really just really wanting to fret, like to start over again? 
Right. Like seriously, like that's what the gospel does. It gives you a chance to start over like men in black. You forgot what you, you forgot that. <laughs> right. That never happened before. Like that, that was not, you do have no idea of your old person. And that is going to be a cooperative work that you have in your mind, surrendering your heart and your thoughts to God every single day. Yeah. I am a new creature. Yeah. Old things are passed away, not passing away. Right. Like all things have become new. And like, look at the verbiage of this verse. And, and the reason why this is so liberating is because this is something that you can live into every moment of every day of your life. That, that, that's, just, that's the only way to truly live and walk freely in your life. Like people, human beings, we, we, people don't forgive. People hold grudges. People hold things over your head. They put you in a box and they try to dictate what your life should be. They try to make you what you're not designed to be. And we live into that because there's a level of confidence that we're lacking in who God called us to be. So now we're living someone else's life for us. Like we're living up to somebody else's standard or even to a standard that's false that we've set for ourselves. Expectations that's based on society, based on a worldview, based on what you should have had by now and all this other stuff that we tell ourselves. And that is not liberating. There is no freedom in that. And if we be honest, you can have a million dollars, you can make all the moves you want to make. But at the end of the day, when you put your head on that pillow at night, you know you ain't free. You know you living to please people or whatever your thing is. But Christ died so that you can have a fresh start and a legitimate one. Mm -hmm. So that you might be able to walk in the freedom that Christ died to set you free from. In our mind, we kind of, we may not say it, but in our mind, we, we try to comprehend it almost like Frankenstein. Like you feel like when, God, when you come to Christ or when you're saved and, and you experience salvation, okay, now if I need a new arm, God will just cut this arm off and put a new right, arm right, on. Right, 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 right. And yeah, then that's he, he may put, you know, different eyeballs in my, in my eye sockets and I may, you know, have a different leg on this side. Uh -huh. But you, you become almost like a, a hodgepodge of mm. a person instead of embracing the fact that you are like completely, it's not, you're not like a Frankenstein sort of yeah. creation. Like you're an actual new person. Like mm -hmm. everything about you is new. Amen. And Amen. That, that's what's there for you. Like, yeah. you know, it's us that creates that sort of yep. monstrous like creature. Yeah. We do that, and that's so good, because that's how we see ourselves when we look at ourselves. Like, we see ourselves as incomplete. We see ourselves as, as like you say, and stitched together and right. patchwork like that. When God, the authority, says, whole new person. Right. You're just brand new, that's it. Now imagine if we live into that. Pretty soon, people are going to start to forget who you were, because you don't look like that no more. The truth is, you don't look like that. Right? Yeah. You don't look like that. And it's kind of like I was thinking like when you have somebody who's like wearing clothes, but it's wearing them. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes our, our salvation wears us. Right? So it's like something that we're trying to do, but it's ill-fitting. It's right. like it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like th that's how and we feel like that, like insecure. And, and that's why it's important for us when we come into the knowledge of God's love for us. And if that is enough, that you understand that his love for you is enough it will cause you to fully let go of all the other things 
that you would put above that to make you feel like you don't deserve that. Truth is, no, you don't deserve it, but you have to receive it because God has given it to you. The last phrase in that verse in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Behold, all things have become new. And the Amplified Version says, Behold, the fresh and new has come. Behold. That means look. That means look at it right now. Like, look, like, like, see? Like, it's right, see? And, and I pray that God would allow us to see. What, get a glimpse of what it looks like, or what we can see ourselves walking freely, walking unencumbered, walking in our purpose. And everything that we're doing is done from that mindset, from that posture. So if we're helping people, it's done from a free place. Mm. If we're giving, it's done from a free place. If we're serving, it's done from a free place. If we're going to work, it's done from a free place. Whatever we're doing every day, if we're interacting with people, if we're in a conflict, we deal with it from a free place. Mm -hmm. We're dealing, we're walking freely, and this freedom permeates every area of our lives because the truth is, we are new. And if we're new, all things are new too. And that's the reality. And I, I just wanted yeah. to add, just yeah. to reiterate, and it's like a daily thing that has to, absolutely that you have to do, yep. like a daily reminding and a daily, um, you know, one of my favorite scriptures, Romans twelve and one. Mm -hmm. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Yeah. And then the second verse: Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing yeah. of your mind. Yeah which insinuates that there is a possibility for you to get stagnant of course. and stale yep. and stalled yep. in your mind and where your mind is. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a constant renewing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. Just remind yourself every day, daily, in every situation. Take every situation one day, one situation at a time mm -hmm. and renew your mind in that moment. And you renew your mind with the word of God. It's not a feeling. It's a realization. You know what? God says I'm free. I'm walking in it. Right. So even committing this, this passage yeah. from 15 to, to 17, commit it to memory. Yep. I put it in here. Now. Internalize it. Meditate on it. Psalms deals a lot with meditating on his word day and night. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does it mean to meditate, to read the word, to read the scripture, internalize it, think on it, mm -hmm. like chew on so, it, yeah, right? Let chew it on sit it. there, repeat it to yourself over. Because you know, we yeah. we know how to do that. We'll we'll sit and mull over something that somebody has done to offend us, right? You you know how to do that. Yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. automatic. Yep. You, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. And then they said, <laughs> "Wait, hold on. Let me get this straight. They told me, and and you can verbatim say exactly yep. what they said." So then that means we have the capacity to meditate yeah. on God's word yeah. and just mull over what it the scripture said Amen. over and over and over again. Amen. So. Amen. Yeah. If any man be a... Wait, hold on. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Wait, hold on a second. So in Christ, well, that's me. But he's a new creature. But wait, hold on. Because I just had an argument with somebody and it was like, that's why you always like this. Wait, hold on. If but any I'm man in be Christ. in Christ, he's a new creature. Right. So that's meditating. Right. Amen. 
and then you and then that'll take you back to another scripture right. in Romans where it says there is therefore now no condemnation Amen. to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Wait, so I'm not walking after the flesh cuz in my heart I know I want to get to God. Amen. So then there's no condemnation. Then I'm I'm not walking in condemnation. I'm walking towards God and away from whatever I did. Amen. That's walking freely. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for another session, another time that you met us where we were. You came down, you spoke to us, you gave us your word, and you um, breathed life into us. We thank you, God. Lord, I pray, God, that as we uh, embark on this new week, this new time, that you would uh, bring back to our remembrance everything that was spoken, everything that you said, God. I pray, God, that those seeds that were planted would grow up, God. And that we they would bring forth the fruit, not only for us, yes. but that other people would also benefit. Yes. Lord, I thank you because you have given us and you have uh, provided newness for us. Yes. If we are in you and we are in Christ, we are eligible for newness of mm. life. Mm. Old things are passed away. And we are now experiencing new. And we thank you for that, God. Thank you for new eyesight. Thank you for new surroundings, new environment. Thank you for new people around us. But most importantly, thank you for us being a new creation, God. I pray, God, that we would embrace it and fully walk in the freedom that you have already pronounced over our life. You have provided it from the cross. And we thank you. you. We embrace it. We accept it. I pray, God, that you would give us, like we always pray, the grace to endure and deal with the things that will not change, that you will not allow to change for whatever reason. I pray that you would give us the mercy when we fall short of the glory of God. I pray, God, that you would give us the favor to obtain the things that we cannot on our own, God. And I pray, God, that you would allow us the boldness and the confidence to share you with everyone we encounter. Yes, I thank you, God, for just being God to us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.